the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 182 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. We're going to call this from Los Angeles for Los Angeles because there is only one team around here that can actually say that. Welcome to Rivalry Week, everybody. Uh, With our first away day done and dusted, it's time for us to focus on our next trip to Carson. I know we're going back to Carson. Uh, That's right. Our heroes from Los Angeles are tasked with repelling the club that merely uses the name of this city rather than invest in it. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, Outside of ugly billboards, but you know how that goes. Uh, well, let's uh, let's the battle. Let's let this battle begin. Um, it's going to be kind of a crazy show. We're going to have Caesar, Ben, the whole crew is going to come on. It's going to be kind of subbing in, subbing out. Going to look like total madness, but everybody's going to get their two cents, and we're going to have a good time tonight. So that being said, let's welcome our first crew for the night. Welcome back, Caesar and Ben. How the heck are you doing, Caesar? I'm doing well. I've been like traveling like crazy the past three four weeks or so just like leaving thursday or or friday to back to la for the first home games and then houston and now i'm here and then i actually leave tomorrow to go to the carson game so a little bit of being everywhere so the man found a ticket check him out one of the few the proud yeah, yeah. Beautiful, brother. Happy you're going to make it to the game and you put the work in to get there. I'm going to hit the viewing parties this time and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, man, love the travel, man. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Ben, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Joseph. Hey, Caesar. Uh, doing great. Uh, you know, like, look, looking forward to the game on Saturday. You know, it's been a while since these two teams have met. That's all I'm looking forward to this weekend, just watching the game from home and, you know, Jealous of Caesar getting to be there. Well, you don't have to be home. I'm going to be at the Down and Out, uh, downtown LA. Uh, there, that's it. Uh, I'll be there. You can definitely jump in. It's it's kind of bring your own food kind of a setup. I think we'll have pizza too, but definitely Down and Out will be available to, to us LAFC faithful if anybody wants to join me there. So there it is. All right. Right. So before let me be the buzzkill. So before we do this crazy spinneroo and have everybody jump on every few minutes and before we even get into the galaxy match, other stuff happened this week and last week that has to be addressed before we get into the match because it, it is relevant and it affects what could be happening to us this weekend. Of course, what I'm talking about is the match against Houston because that does dictate things. From the greatness that we saw against Austin to the battle that we saw against Seattle, well, Houston was a very different story. So here we go with that. Uh, in the lead-up, of course, we didn't have Vela. We knew that was going to be an issue. We knew Rossi was coming back from not being available. And we know Blackman was back but not ready to start. So, of course, the lineup, again, was going to be a modified setup. I know. Not what we wanted, but the hope was that with the skill that we do have, that we could still handle of all things, Houston, since it's a team we usually beat and handle anyway. Uh, So that being said, before we get into the play-by-play from Ben, Caesar, who actually made it onto the field for this match? Yeah, I think it was um, uh, the lineup we expected, but kind of not expected. Um, But yeah, for the most part, it was kind of the similar lineup from the previous game. Um, I think it was identical, right? Very identical. It was the same. 
I don't pretty think close. Yeah. Yeah. So Farfan got the nod again over a uh, black man, even though, you know, black man was available. We saw him, you know, come off the bench, but Farfan got the start. Um, Murillo Segura, um, our two center backs that I think are going to be untouched, unmovable, unless, you know, an injury or like some, you know, fatigue comes into play, but I doubt they'll, they'll, they're just going to start every game. And then Chiki's on the left. And then without a question, Cisniega at goalkeeper. And then um, midfield, Atuesta, K, and Blessing, which is like was our three starters, right, from the previous game against the Sounders? Pretty much, were, yeah. It the same yeah. crew. Yeah. And then um, Opoku and Baird, um, two starters from the previous game. And then um, Rossi, um, he got the welcome back. And he played a full 90, which was kind of, yeah, exactly wild. Um, and... Yeah, surprisingly, I, I thought he was going to be one of the first ones subbed out, and he yeah, he played the full 90. So um, Moose, I think, came in around the 65th, 70th minute mm-hmm. or so, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I can, I think that kind of tells us a lot going forward of who our, our top three will be and kind of like who the next guy is, um, you know, our fourth guy. And um, without a question, I think um, um, Bella, Rossi, and, and Baird are top three, and then just – like I just mentioned, I think our fourth guy is going to be uh, Opoku for for now, for the meantime, until, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Moose is doing wrong at the moment, but uh, obviously Opoku is doing things better. So he got to start over or Moose on this one. Yeah, and honestly, I do think Opoku has earned that role. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't think we can even question it. He's been strong since, since we've used him there. He has composure that others don't, and... Moose, on the other hand, I mean, if you watch that Vegas game, which we can talk about, but I don't really want to, um, not he's not quite there yet. So that's that with that. Uh, Baird, of course, I think he's now a given as well, right? I, there's no question he plays if there's a spot. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I mentioned he's going to be our number nine until, until we either have a DP nine or just another guy or – Literally, and I know this is going to be this is an un, unpopular opinion right now, but the more things are happening over there in Spain, Division Two, uh, we're going to get B Rod back. Sorry, guys, you guys don't want to hear that, but it's looking like a real possibility. Either that, or some type of a loan to somebody else, and let him rent until the contract ends. But that's a long story that we yeah. can cover later. I hate talking about that story because it's just been one of those frustrating situations for us. So, 100%. yeah. Now we see the lineup. Uh, it, it's it's kind of hard to question, except for the one guy to me that that he's when he's not in the lineup, I'm always going to question. That's going to be Sifuentes. Uh, I don't I don't get it. You know, he was a hero. He was a hero in our last match. It was kind of hard not to see him out there doing it again. But uh, not in that role. But the midfield, maybe. So there was my take on that. Now, with that being said, Ben, what happened on the field? Man, it was it was a really tough tough game to see. You know, there was so many bad passing from LAFC. It was very un LAFC like, and it's weird because these players, you know, they've been playing together for so long. It just seemed like it was like a brand new team. Mm-hmm. You know, just players giving the giving the ball away in the midfield too easily. You know, all three of them, K at that blessing. Uh, but there was there was some positives, you know. I did like um, Bear dropping back to defend in the midfield. He does do some good pressing as well as Opoku. 
Um, I did notice that Rossi wasn't like 100%. There was some plays where his, his first touch was off. And there was that play in the 12th minute where Atuesta does that, you know, that spinning dribble and then gives him a through ball. I feel like if he would, he would have been 100%, he would have definitely made that goal. But that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, Seppi's defending, LAFC, much better than last year. I, I don't know what if they're doing something different, um, but it's, it's much better. That's one thing I noticed from them. And, yeah, in transition, LAFC still lack in defending. Um, you know, they, they've, they're like a step behind in some of the plays. And Cisniega, you know, he – he looks he looks good. He looks like full of confidence right now. Um, most of most of the the shots that Houston had, it was mostly because LAFC gave the ball away in their own half. It's not even because Houston was playing well. No, but I think Cisnega has handled it, handled it well. Um, how do you guys think the the first half went for them? I mean, it, the game the entire game you could say was choppy at best. Uh, it was very sloppy. It was it was one of those. I'll say it now, one of those typical MLS games um, that we all dread and want, don't want to talk about, it felt like that. It did. It did. It was just kind of going through the motions, going through the, it's kind of three-quarter speed from what we normally expect from LAFC. Um, and they were kind of just plodding along and trying to get through it. Uh, it just It did feel like that. Not like the mindset was wrong, but maybe they're thinking about the next match ahead. But it wasn't characteristic to what what we do. At least that was my vibe from it. It was frustrating to see. Not that it was an absolute, like, horrible situation, just not quite the LAFC football we expect. Right, yeah, no, exactly. You hit it on the nail. It's, it's not – it wasn't an LAFC-like game. You know, you expect much more from them. You know, LAFC are a team that raised a bar high for themselves, and this just wasn't it. But, yeah, moving on to the second half uh, in the 54th minute, you know, you, you get a really good – build up from from the midfield from, from k from patuesta leads up to to, to to baird who in my opinion i think he was offsides i don't know what you guys think <laughs> i played i played to the whistle man like, yeah i mean well we'll take it we'll take it right you know, we, we, we we've been ripped off in other situations so if, right. yeah if if var allowed it we we, we will definitely take it yeah if var yeah. is telling the, the ref in his ear it's a goal We'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it was really borderline. I mean, really, I bet you they had a better camp angle that would not be borderline, but it was borderline with the cameras they had. So, again, I'll take it in this grand scheme of things. Fine by me in a rough game on the road. Go for it. Uh, so that you know, the goal. Honestly, the goal, offside or not, the combination play was was one of the, the few. The few moments where we actually saw some interchange between the players and movement off the ball, which to me was the story is just wasn't enough going on off the ball to really create yeah. something. So that was one of the few times where the runs looked right and look how easy it was to get through them. So, yeah, Caesar's like waiting. He's chomping at the bit. He's got something to say, man. <laughs> yeah, I it's just that I, I saw that comment the, about the pitch right now, and I'm like, the pitch, like, you, we all heard the interview about uh, Bob saying that they thought it was going to rain, so they didn't water the pitch and, and this and that, and that it was late 10 days before. Honestly, the pitch wasn't an issue. Um, and the weather, guys, I, I think it, it played to our not to our advantage, but – Definitely, it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. And so in the first half, I think um, to kind of just backtrack uh, Ben and Joseph, um, we could have taken advantage of that situation, and and we didn't. 
And so just to like kind of move forward to the second half, same thing. The weather wasn't too bad and, and the pitch I don't think should have been such of an issue, but yeah, as professionals, they should adapt to the situation. Um, Joseph, you mentioned something that the mentality was off and I think them mentally being prepared for the, the, the humid, the rain and all this, just being prepared for that threw them out of like the game already. Like, just like, you know, it was a complete opposite of what they were expecting. So it could have gone different for sure. It always annoys me when people talk about pitch, weather, altitude, unless you're playing in like Azteca, maybe, maybe because it's extreme, right? Or maybe if you're playing in Bolivia, you could say something, <laughs> but it's Houston people. Like I get it. It gets hot. It gets hot here in LA, not as humid, but still we get days like that. And it wasn't one of those days, right? Caesar, you were there. It wasn't extreme. Yeah, no, it was, no. it was, it was playable. And then I'll also, also say where their players come from. It's not like they grew up in Houston, right? I mean, maybe that a preseason, but these guys aren't from there. So for them, it, it's not fun either. So tell me where, where it comes different. And if you have issues with the field, I'm pretty sure you have like, an extra pair, right? For different conditions that you've got with you, or you can change things out if they're screw-ins, right? And you can make the adjustment, at least for the second half, there's no excuses. So yeah, I, I, no, no, thank you. I'm not going to play that game. Um, it wasn't our best game. We got lucky. We got a draw. Um, Ben, you wanted to talk about how that, that broke down. Yeah. I mean, literally like two minutes later after LAFC scored, um, you have like literally four players marking one guy on the right side. And that leaves a huge gap in the middle. You know, Farfan tries to clear the ball. He clashes with a Houston player, leaves his side open. Murillo doesn't close quick enough. The ball crosses in. Segura loses track of his man. 1-1, just like that. Excuse I can't do nothing about that one. You know, no. it's, it's not, not his fault. You know, he was right in front of the goal. And yeah, I mean, after that, you know, you have Musalski coming in. You have pretty much him. Uh, I know that Blackman and and Duke came in like with five minutes remaining, but you know, it was too late after that. Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't a good performance by LAFC overall. It, it wasn't the field, in my opinion. It was just a lack of sharpness, just a lack of chemistry. I, I don't know. It was it wasn't good to see. Well, you know, we talk about who was where when their goal hit again, this is only what five minutes after there was a VAR review, no excuse not to be ready for a counter. Yeah. None. And yeah. you know, I warned everybody about Fafa Pico and his ability. If you give him an open pass, he, you give him a cross, he's going to hang it. They're guaranteed going to hang it. He He's that good. He, he's a revelation for them. The fact that he's on their team, he is a huge signing for them. Um, I knew it was trouble. You know, you give him uncontested, you're in trouble. Just like against Seattle when you get an uncontested cross. Like, okay, you know, bad things are going to happen. They should have scored two on us against Seattle for the same Mm -hmm. exact mistake. It was like identical just on the other side of the other side of the field. You know, in one case, you pick on Palacio. In this case, it's Farfan's side, but it it was more than Farfan in that situation. And I mean, Palacios was kind of slow in this one too, right? To to kind of read the, read the problem at hand. But our outside backs have to step it up. Uh, we can't. We can't do this. It's not going to last in the playoffs. You give one like, like that, it's over. Yeah. You're not lifting anything. So, early warning signs, but things that can be fixed—that's for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was going to talk about stats that mattered, but I got to be honest. No, nobody there 
again, I don't think there's a stat that was really needed in this case. We saw the game. We saw what it was. It was e- more even than it than it should have been. Um, and it was a simple mistake that cost us a goal. We could have got away with the game in this one. So, yeah, that's really my my vibe on that. Do you guys have any uh, anything that you noticed that would really stand out that would, outside the, of – yeah, yeah, you got something, Caesar, right? Definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why, for one, Bob starts um, blessing and, and K at the same time. They they both kind of I'm not saying they have the similar game or similar style, but they kind of both do the same thing um, in a way where like they're both not going to offer you much going offensively as far as like picking certain pockets or um, taking a shot from outside the 18. Um, they basically are the reason why we're dribbling all the way in. Um, as opposed to, you know, Joseph, you asked why Sifu or is not in or whatever. And that's something that Sifu brought from day one. He yeah. was shooting from outside the 18, basically like 30 yards out. Guy was cracking one, you know, and to the, to, to the goal, um, you know, whether it was to the goalie or a little bit off to the side, but at least he was trying it. And you know what that does? That opens up space. It, it, it brings the defenders out to, to, to him. So what can he do there or what can a player do? Not It could be K or it could be Blessing for that um, for this point. You know, they can take those shots and it'll open up spaces. So something that we're definitely missing or missing this game is I don't think we had many shots out, outside of it, the 18. Um, so we need, even at Tuesta, we need him to step up and take shots outside of the 18 and, and so the forwards as well to open up the spaces because that's something I noticed this game is um, we try to dribble in and and that's not going to work every time you know they they had up to like seven six people in the box at times so how are you going to score with seven six people in the box with eight you know counting the goalie so you need to try something different from time to time and and adapt to the situation you draw them out Mm -hmm. you keep them honest you have to hit stuff from the outside or you have to look for i've always said like hit hit the ball put it in the mix make it a messy situation force them to make tough clearances you know, you're not going to score on the play, but at least it's going to make a mess. Or you're going to score a banger, you know. For right. It, it, yeah. I, you know, get it in there. Let something deflect. Maybe get one cheap, but it still counts. Yeah. Something yeah. different. Uh, so that was sad to see. Um, I, I Honestly, the K-blessing thing, it's okay to start, but the changes mm. need to be more dynamic. You know, I, and if, you, if it's not working, then you make a change, right? I, I do. Honestly, in my case, I... I do think that K works well when Sifuentes is on there. Mm-hmm. He's better. I think Blessing would be better in this game as a substitute. 100%. I do. I, and I, I think K's okay as a starter if he has those other two with him. Yeah. And he's fine. Agreed. And then the other question is, what's up with Janela? Yeah. He's dropped off. He's not even a part of the conversation right now. Yeah. Which is strange because he can hold the ball up, right? He can take his time with it. But we don't know right now because we're not seeing him out there. So what do you know? For him, there must be something going on with him. So uh, in this game, the next one coming up, we'll talk about it. But I'm pretty sure the lineup's going to look very different. So there's that. Uh, so we're about moving towards that 20 minute mark. I'm going to give you guys your final thoughts on match. I'll start with you, Ben, and then I'll go to Caesar. For Houston. Yeah. Final thoughts on the match. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what Caesar was saying about the the midfield. In my, I mean, we obviously don't know what happens in training. We don't know if Sifu is not doing well in training. We don't right. know. Um, 
but just on just on what I what I what I think, uh, Kay has been there. You know, he has experience with with the club since day one. Maybe Bob just trusts him more because he knows the system better. Um, he, and he's also like one of the leaders of the team. Not that Sifu can't be a leader, but maybe he's not at that level yet. Um, same thing with Blessing. You know, he offers you so much on, on the press. You know, Sifu is a really exciting player to watch. You know, we all want to see Sifu do his do his thing on the field, but it's not always about just you know going forward, going forward. You have to you know be be tactically um, disciplined. So maybe that's where Sifu is lacking right now. Like again, I'm just like speculating here. We don't really know what's happening, but I just wanted to give my take on that because I I do feel that Sifu is more talented than than K and Blessing offensively, but maybe it's just that defensive you know effort where where he's lacking. So just wanted to put that out there. For sure, good take, sir. Like it. Uh, Caesar, mm-hmm. final take on this match. Yeah, no, agreed on that, Ben, 100%. It's, it, I wish we were there at training to see what Bob is, is seeing to be like, now we know why this player is on the bench or this player is on the bench and this and that. Um, my final takeaway, and it's something that um, kind of like um, Victor, who's on the comments, he was there in Houston with us. And and I see other people in the comments also talking about uh, blessing and all that. And it's not like that we're being, I'm being harsh or anyone's trying to be harsh on him. Uh, my final takeaway is just, just, uh, you know, look at blessing what he does for the full 90. Don't look at his energy. Don't look at, don't look at that. L- literally look at what he does the entire game. And then you'll see why the critiques from, you know, certain people come. It's because it's, you know, there's you have to do more than, than just bring energy. You have to bring the 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 right passes, the right movement. Um, you can't just be turning into certain players or playing back all the time, you know, to you know keep your passing rate up. Like you have to take risks. And I think that's where we're missing in LAFC. My final takeaway is is that that we need more risk from our midfielders. And um I I I really hope that whether it's Blessing or K this game against Carson um or Sifu, whoever it is that comes in, is just take that risk. Please um give us give us that pass that's gonna put us in a position to score. The only one I saw that happening or coming from is uh uh at the past game. He was mm-hmm. playing 16 to 20 yard dimes. Um and you know <laughs> yeah. that the, the the assist did come from Blessing, but you know what? Anyone like he was like like if he didn't pass that ball there to there, like I think all of you would have been like, why didn't he pass it? So um, again, anyone who was in that position would have saw Barrett and, and passed the ball. All I want is our midfield to take that risk um, going forward and, and either whether it's cracking one at goal or playing that through ball or, you know, just finding that, that beautiful ball. For example, when in the final, when um, Kay found Rossi for that goal, you know, that's exactly what I'm asking for. Just take those risks. Yeah, take 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 the chance. What can go wrong? You turn it over deep, right? Not a big deal. Um, perfect. Now, I did want to mention one other thing about this game before we move on and make our substitutions for this moment. The Road Warriors. All of you who made this trip, including you, Caesar, don't get all embarrassed about it. The Road Warriors were the story. They were the passion of the day, the ones that really stood out, let's be honest. You saw them on TV. The fact that they went into this, into Texas, and you know, it's not the most safe situation in Texas right now. 
protected themselves, made the trek, and pretty much you could hear them in the game more than you could hear the Houston supporters. I just want to give a shout out to you guys for doing what you do. I think it's going to be the story throughout this season of this surprise number of LAFC fans, whether they're allowed to go or permitted to go, the black and gold will still show up. So shout out to you guys for that. Um, Caesar impressions on the away day. It was awesome. Awesome. Um, we were, we were actually invited by the Texan army, one of the Houston groups uh, to pitch 25, one of their local bars, like right across the street, I want to say there was about anywhere between 20 to 30, 40 LAFC fans just there. And then throughout the game, I mean, my impression was like someone on the WhatsApp group that we have for away days was like, we don't care where you're at. Just come to section 230. By the end of the game, like if you guys saw on TV, uh, uh, you know, during the match, they kept pointing it to like that section. Well, I think it was only supposed to be like eight or 10 of us in that section and ended up being like all LAFC fans. So that was my impression. Like, I just want to thank everyone who like, you know, risked risked it. And um, yeah, just, just, yeah, it it takes a lot for, for people to be like, we're going to Texas. Like Joseph mentioned, it's Texas. It's, it's different. You know, it's not a California where, you know, the rate is down for COVID and all the, you know, we can talk about this all night, but it's different. It took, it took a lot of, you know, cojones for people to be there. And yep. Shout out to everyone that, that made that trip. Cause it was awesome to be there. And then, yeah, the, the atmosphere, it was, it was beautiful. It was a, it was just awesome to be there. I, Dude, I, I, I was laughing also at just seeing the faces. I saw you on camera a few times. <laughs> I saw Casey with some top knot issues going on. Sorry, Casey, but it was shout out to slippy <laughs> dude, slippy of course. And then I was laughing a lot at, um, Jaime Camille. Oh, yeah. Jaime making Camille. the trek. Mm-hmm. And uh, Julio, who was playing the role of Where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. So every time there was a different picture of him that would come up on TV, he was in a different section. Yeah. yeah. To the he point kept... where I think it ended where he was hanging with Black Army in their corner. Yeah. It was kept... hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He kept switching corners, which is cool. I, I We appreciated that for sure from, you know, where we were at. Because he could have stayed in the press box that whole time. But he was like, you know, I got to go with my people. He knows what's up. And I see one other down there I want to give a shout-out to, and that's Victor, Victor D. Lopez. You see him in the comments there. Uh, he came out from Omaha, so that was some cool stuff right there. So, yeah, that was neat to see people traveling from all over, making it happen, and, of course, taking over like we always do. So on that note, it's about that time for a substitution. We're changing it up a little bit, though. Caesar is going to stick around for a little while, play the role of producer today, just to make sure that everything is flowing with me as well. So it's kind of a team aspect as we make our substitutions. But Ben, guess what? It's one of those times for the summer reinforcements to come in and give you a chance to rest and get ready for the weekend. So Ben, final thought of the day before I let you make your escape. So, you know, looking forward to, to the gallery on Saturday. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Caesar, again, for being on. Can you know fill in and do a great job? Thank you, brother. Have a good night. I know you always stay golden, man. Take care, brother. Have a good night, Ben. And now the substitutions. So let's welcome onto the show. Where are they at? The punk himself. There he is. Ah, there he is. And of course, where's he at? Ooh, this. Hey, look who's back. I know he's in the story. With the greatest painting. Guys, look behind him. Greatest painting I have ever seen. 
I saw it last night and went, dude, did you get it made? Because that is just flawless right there. That's badass. Right? I mean, the Black Panther has a Black Panther hanging on the wall. <laughs> dude. Well done. So, I mean, I welcome, gentlemen, to. to the show. So, this is our halftime entertainment. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh, these guys actually... Can, I, no, I had, to, I, had to be, I had to be brutal already. I love you guys, but I knew that if I'm going to talk about community and culture, right... You guys are going to ones that know what's going on. You always get the heartbeat of it when it comes to the to LAFC fan base. So that's why you guys are our, our community-driven news crew. So first and foremost, welcome, Punk, to the show. How hey, are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, I got a, I brought a pin for today's. Uh, you guys ever seen this pin before? Oh, yeah. That's oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Fresh Pins. He's a great oh, guy. Check out his pins. But... Uh, if you guys seen this pin, it says, I like to report loud fans. It's uh, that lady up in Oakland. Speaking of Oakland, just booked my ticket to fly up to Oakland uh, this summer. But uh, but it's a, she's wearing a Galaxy shirt, so a Carson shirt. It's a Carson fan complaining that we're too loud. So yeah, uh, I'm good. ready for this, uh, for this Saturday. I'm mm -hmm. excited. I got the day off, so I'll be able to hopefully watch a game live. I got my daughters uh, that day. So if you have kids, uh, especially if they don't really care for soccer, it's kind of. <laughs> to watch the game so uh they're gonna want to watch their youtube videos and you know but maybe i can give them their ipad and i can watch the game so but yeah i'm excited for this saturday bring on carson cannot wait and mr dj black panther fresco how are you doing tonight sir hi guys how you doing <laughs> and he gives me no extra i'm kidding dude how everything's been man we haven't had you on for a long time I know, I know. It's been good. It's been good. Um, life's good. You know, we're getting over this pandemic, you know, getting vaccinated and all that. So got my first shot still here. So everybody else, get your shots. Let's do it. Let's, let's get let's get back to full capacity. That is the plan. That is definitely the plan. As you guys saw, we've we're getting closer to it. Uh, Yellow just kicked off this week. Actually, yesterday, I think we went the yellow yellow status, which means people in the stadium yeah we're gonna get more in the stadium it's gonna be really cool and i'm sure almost certain you're gonna see an expansion of the vaccine section how could it not be it was a success so that means more people in the building guys we'll get to see more of our our family and neighbors so fresco you've got some interesting news coming out of lafc uh hit us with the news brother yeah, absolutely. You know what? Um, for those who didn't see, um, it was a very interesting week um, this week. LAFC sent eight players, um, eight of our young players, down to Las Vegas, which is, for those who don't know, uh, Las Vegas Lights. Um, they are our affiliate. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like our second-tier team. Um, we sent Bryce Duke. We sent Raheem Edwards, um, along with six other players down there. Uh, to get some some playing time, some experience, and they actually um, I didn't check on on their on the on how they did, but they actually went ahead and played against Galaxy's second division team, mm -hmm. which was which was fun to see. So um, I, I mean I think it, it's a good it's a good call. I mean it's very interesting that they send Bryce Duke and Raheem because of the fact that they've had some time with the first team. I thought that was very interesting that they sent them. Usually they send you know your you know, the new draft picks and guys that you don't expect to get a whole lot of playing time. Um, but they sent them down there on loan. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see if Bob calls them up later on in the season. But I like the fact that they are 
giving these boys some time to really get out there on the field. It just kind of shows how they feel about them because once we get towards the end of the season, once we get towards the playoffs, you know, you're going to want your guys who have that experience. So um, it's one of the reasons why I, I, I love the fact that um, our boys were in there against Seattle for our mm-hmm. second home game, you know, because it's all about experience. It's all about that time. And and honestly, last year, I feel like last year was a fluke. You know, you're playing inside of a bubble. You're playing inside stadiums with no fans. And, you know, you need to know what it's like to play in front of your people. And even Cicinega, you know, he even said it after, I think, the Seattle game. He was like, you know, my, my voice is hoarse because I had to adjust my calls to, to, to account for the fans and the screaming and the chanting and the shouting. And I'm kind of like, dude, you've been here. You know how loud we get, that was nothing, <laughs> you know? But I mean, it, it just goes to show, you know, how, how important this is and, and, and how much of a restart the season is going to be. So um, really excited to see what those boys do. Yeah, now the game didn't go so well. I think it was what, like six zip. Uh, it was destruction. I mean, first half was zero zero. They looked okay. They were pressing like they're supposed to, adding pressure. And then I don't know what happened second half. I tried to watch, and it was just painful. Uh, I, will, I will say that straight. There were some things that stood out. One, uh, Raheem played right back, and I'll be honest, I don't want to see him play right back again. At least not for okay. the big team. I don't think that's a, it's an experiment. An experiment failed, straight up. Um, it wasn't good. Uh, Duke was playing a lot of playmaker role, which was rather interesting to see. Um, I give him credit for his rate of effort, uh, but there were things where he could have got a little better. Uh, Moose kind of got swallowed up in the match because that was a little frustrating to see. Jennings uh, had a couple decent runs, but otherwise, you know, second half wasn't about us at all. It really wasn't. We were just hanging on for dear life and not hanging on all that well. Uh, everybody's like, oh, Romero, you know, it was terrible, terrible at all those goals. And to be honest, there wasn't, there was maybe one of those goals where I would have said, yeah, maybe I one shouldn't have snuck through. But the rest of them, he had no chance to stop. So, mm-hmm. yeah, tough on him. Uh, Quesada was, yeah, you know, again, not that, <laughs> not that memorable of the night. Um, yeah, I mean that that's kind of where I saw on the standout from the guys. I'm just Raheem, he's better higher up. That's for sure. That's for sure. And definitely uh Moose and Jennings need to step up and get more minutes there and maybe maybe do something a little bit better there. Uh I would say for the sake of Las Vegas fans, we apologize for letting it that get that bad because that was really sad. If it if that was my number one side, I would not be having a good day today. So I get it, guys. I'm hoping that you're a little bit better and represent represent your city a little bit better the next time out. Even the announcers kept calling it LAFC, which I thought, thought was pretty funny too. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, they're thinking of this weekend because you know who they are. So there's that. So moving on from that, I don't want to stick on that because honestly, it's just gonna make me sad. So. Give me some happy news, Fresco. What's what else is going on? Well, still me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hey, listen. We were talking about the shots and everything, and getting vaccinated and all that. Um, LAFC is no stranger to what has been going on in the community. They've always been at the forefront, um, and the situation is no different. Uh, right now, they are offering vaccinations on the seventh and the eighth, May seventh and the, and May eighth, at the bank. Uh, from, I believe, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., they're offering the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I know, you know, some people have their issues with that particular vaccine, but um, at the end of the day, they're they're offering it for com- fans and community members 
uh, who do want the vaccine, you can go right that right down to the Bank of California Stadium, get your vaccine, get your shots. It's plenty of space, plenty of time. You can register on the LAFC website. There's a link there. And here's a plus. You do get the vaccine, you get 20% off LAFC HQ. So I don't know. I'm it's thinking real. about I'm I'm I I'm thinking about, you know, getting another shot, just like <laughs> I don't know. I don't, might, might be worth ODing for it. Who, see, who knows? But, right. Um, it's not going to do anything to you, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean uh, sure. I mean, yeah, my back might hurt, but whatever. Um, it's 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, you know? So, and then if you do show proof of vaccination, um, they're, they're, they are also offering discounts as well. So, um, at the end of the day, obviously, um, LAFC is showing that they are behind this. They are really trying to get us vaccinated. They're trying to get us healthy. They're trying to get us, you know, okay and ready to go. You know, so come on, get vaccinated. Exactly, exactly. Now, I'll, I'll throw the quote from Larry. He says, getting our community vaccinated is so important for the recovery of our city. That was yeah. from Larry Friedman. He says, we are committed to the safety of our fans and encouraged to work with the L.A. County Department of Public Health and USC Pharmacy to help everyone get back to the bank soon. I love the commitment. I'm just going to say that. I love what Larry's doing. I love what Rich is doing in the background recruiting. He is. He's doing a yeah. great job of it. Yeah. Finding finding the numbers, finding the names, making it happen. It's been good. Um, now, in terms of getting the vaccine, registration, of course, is preferred. Uh, that can be done at a link we can throw up later on in the show. I think that's fine. But it's redcap.link, and it's USC Pharmacy. You can yeah. actually look that one up. Shout out uh, to SC. Shout out to SC, man. That is yeah, their pharmacy has been handling this the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Walk-ins and on-site registration can also be offered at the event. So you can get registered, but it will help you time-wise to get it ahead of time. Um, I think, Caesar, are you throwing the link up there right now? There it is. Caesar just threw it up. Boom, boom, boom. That's Right. So that is where you need to go. Register. Make it happen. We want to get you in the north end or wherever you want to be in that stadium and get you back home. Uh Good comment from Dr. Barbara Ferrera as well. She said LFC has been an extraordinary partner throughout the pandemic, and we wouldn't be more excited to work with them to get more people vaccinated. So she is the public health director for LA County, so you can't get much bigger than that when it comes to handling this pandemic. So uh, I've seen her wearing kits and, be, and at the game, so she's fully dialed in. There's total synergy between the county and us right now, and it's a good thing. I've never been more hyped to see like a doctor at the bank. Like that was, <laughs> like when I saw that, I was like, oh, you know, like that is crazy. Like I'm, I mean, you know, knowing our guys are gonna pull oh, out Fauci in two weeks. Right. I mean, it's just we seem to be on a streak with this, right? So yeah. we'll see. Now, uh, like you said, they're using the Johnson and Johnson. Um, uh, it's gonna be at the fields. Interesting. So that's that's, interesting. Yeah, free parking in the gold lot, guys. Hey, there it is. So you go shopping right after. But uh, the Johnson Johnson IF family have taken it. They're fine. One and done to make it a lot easier. So, yeah, getting one and getting out of the way with it is probably a better thing anyways. I did the double. See, you know, Caesar, you've been through the double, and it cost you a game because of the weight. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you get the dude, Johnson late. Johnson's fine. That's like the surefire bet not to go to an emergency room, which is at the end of the day, that's what we're worried about. So go get it. Go take care of business. Uh, there was also something from Testing Solutions. You want to pick that one up too, Fresco? So, Testing Solutions, I'm so sorry. I just had to pull that up real quick. Um, 
Let me see. Let me see. So LAFC is also partnering with uh, Total Testing Solutions. They're pre-registering fan and member vaccine verifications. So if you um, do partner with them, they will allow faster access to the bank for LAFC matches. So if there's any vaccine only sections, any vaccine only crowds, uh, you'll be able to get fast track to get in there and get into your spot. So um, obviously, uh, like I was saying before, LAFC is totally behind um, this whole vaccination process and they're really doing everything they can do to, to get everyone healthy and you know ready to go. It's not just about getting numbers in the stadium. It's not just about getting fans. It's not just about, you know, you know their own personal agenda it's just about making la okay and that's what lafc is all about they're about the community they're about the city you know they, they this is our home this is where we live so uh if we're not healthy if we're not good uh if we're not okay if one of us is not okay then we're all not okay and exactly that, that that's been the agenda that's been the mission since jump that's why uh we support this club the way that we do you know and um you know shout, shout out to them for for partnering with that with uh testing solutions for that yeah, I worked with them already. Those who were in the vaccinated section, you had to register with them, and it was super simple. You sent in an email, and you had an image of your state ID and your vaccination card. Scan that in. I did it the night before, and it was waiting for me when I got there, and it took two minutes to find who I was and verify who I was, and I was in. Very, Very easy. Very quick and oh, easy. Good night. Shout out to you on CNN, bro. Oh, my I gosh. <laughs> what? Oh, dude, that was that was bizarre. But, it, you know, it wasn't even planned. Um, Jonathan Reimer from the uh, Shoulder to Shoulder podcast. Love you, brother. He was kind of standing there in the front and he goes, hey, man, you want to go on CNN? And I kind of laugh like, what are you talking about? Right. Uh, he goes, no, no, I got to do an interview with CNN. And the guy was standing there and, and they're like, yeah, so you want to you want to jump in? And I'm like, well, I'm here. So let's go for this. Um, and so we, we got a chance just to say what we had to say. And then they were off to the Dodger game. It was super quick and. Hey. Yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be, you know, live. I thought it was maybe a clip, but as as a yeah. son of a foreign parent, I can tell you, Nigerian dads, all they watch is CNN. So, oh, I'm telling you, like, if my yeah. pops were like, Eddie, I, I I saw your friend Joseph. He, he was on the, he was on the television talking about <laughs> the vaccination. So, I mean, it, it honestly, you, you made my dad proud. So. Yeah, you invited. That's to hilarious, man. So. The clip the clip came back later. I think Larry's the one that actually. Uh, located the link and sent it our way so yeah. uh yeah again shout out to jonathan for 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 speaking up for the group before we went here to go set up the stadium because we were kind of on a on a timeline we had to go in and put the flags up and get set up so we're kind of like yeah it was good it was good i'm sure we'll see them more as we keep expanding uh don't hesitate to to share it because if we do say what we have to say and promote this thing again if it helps one extra person go cool it's a win so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. All previously vac. Oh, this is interesting. So, all previously vaccinated LAC members and fans who verify their vaccination at the clinic will also receive a twenty percent discount on merchandise at LAC HQ. I heard that, but then I heard some conflicting stuff at the building today, and they weren't taking it. They were just taking the people getting the vaccination. So, be careful with that. I can't guarantee that one. Right. That's just what we heard. But I've yeah, conflicting information. That's for sure. Don't assume it. And with that. Thank you, Fresco, for the amazing information about all of these vaccines uh, and the process and getting us back to the bank, man. It's 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 a community service that you're doing by throwing that out there, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, and then from the serious to the sublime, <laughs> LAFC Punk, what have we got for music? What is a selection of the day, sir? 
All right. I decided to go with, like I said, mentioned earlier, I booked my flight up to Oakland uh, today. Uh, never been to Northern California. I've been living here so come my whole life. going to go visit my sister. I was thinking of going to Portland, but I uh, can't guarantee we can get into the stadium there. But um, because I'm going to Portland and because I'm going to Oakland, I picked out Rancid, a uh, Oakland punk rock band the let's go album i know a lot of people will say out and out come the wolves is their best album this is my favorite album i think it's more sentimental because it was like one of the first it was the first rancid album i bought and i remember it coming out hanging out with my best friend chris jones back in the day listening to it and we went from uh metalheads to being into punk rock and this was one of the albums that really got us into it um great songs like salvation and let's go um when this, uh, they are big soccer fans. I know Lars is a big soccer fan. Uh, he may not support our team, but you know what? The guy loves uh, – he's a big fan of uh, St. Pauli. He's yes, also he a, a, a big fan of uh, the Dutch national team, and he's a fan of the San Jose Earthquakes. But he's he's cool. I've known people who've met him but uh, who said he's really cool with other supporters. Uh, but this is a great album, and uh, I know – Joseph had mentioned Jonathan earlier. Jonathan, our good friend at Shoulder <laughs> Shoulder. And I asked, one thing I want to mention about Jonathan, I, I DM'd him about this. Uh, Jonathan's an awesome guy. He uh, he offered me his Dodger tickets, uh, which Dodger tickets are hard to get right now uh, for my birthday uh, a few weeks back. Uh, but I had my daughters that day. So I said, you know, I got my daughters that day. And awesome guy. Uh, he loves, he's truly pod fan. I mean, he loves all the LEC podcasts. He so thank you, Jonathan. And I know Joseph had mentioned that Jonathan suggested an album of the week. So we're, Jonathan, this is for you because we yeah, love Jonathan. Man. So Jonathan and I were talking because he goes, dude, we need some metal. We need something heavy, something a little more hardcore, man, uh, outside of punk. And I'm like, well, you and I, we kind of share a certain bond. And so I joked, I'm like, well, you know, Rammstein just had a 25th anniversary re-release. So uh, hair slide came out and he goes, there it is. And this is how cool it was. He goes, Oh, that one. He goes, yeah, it's in my living room. Check it out. And he took a picture of it. Thing just came out in like December. He had it in vinyl, like legit. There it is. So Jonathan Reimer to you, sir. That's our second request. And I can't go wrong. You got rancid and Rammstein. Like, really? This is perfect. Um, yes. cause I'm there and I, I have stories of, of getting into trouble at a, at a, uh, <laughs> rancid concert in Hollywood uh, and getting lifted off the floor in the middle of a wash pit because it was I that intense. Footage. I would pay to see If anyone has footage, please yeah. give that. Pre-social media, it's man. So you're never going to see it. So there and, you go. Again, shout out to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club. Uh, if you guys don't know about them, go on their social media. They have a Discord. Uh, people can join. I'm on it. Quite. Uh, I'm on it now. Um I think I'm actually going to ask for suggestions this week for album of the week, just to get them involved. They're awesome guys over there. Uh, they love the team, but they love music as much as uh, the rest of us. So uh, follow them on Instagram, and they they really put up some cool stuff. They're, they're fun. They're a fun thing to follow. They do all music. They have hip hop. They have reggae. They have, of course, punk. They do metal. They enjoy they everything yeah no we, we love everybody at the lfc vinyl club and uh, if they have any suggestions they want to promote stuff on here give us the heads up we'll throw that out there too uh and to jonathan to you sir i can't wait to uh link up at the rammstein concert in september because that is when they're coming back so bring it man it's gonna be good uh there we are guys so as i said we're kind of doing the sub in and sub out 
So guess what? It's an early final thought. And Fresco, I'll have you be. Actually, you know what? Punk, you begin with it. Give us your final thought, sir. Final thought. All right. It's the uh, rivalry week this week. Whatever you want to call it, El Trafico, the 110 Derby. It's this Saturday. So let's uh, let's be ready. Let's be cool. Um, I know we all have Carson friends. Uh, I actually have a friendly bet with the vice principal over at Alcoma Junior High that I work at. He's a Carson fan. We were betting a cup of coffee. So we figure we work at a school. We shouldn't do a big bet for money or, or a beer because we might get in trouble for that one. But shout out to Mr. Carter. Uh, you guys enjoy this Saturday. It's all about, I mean, this week is all about rivalry. I mean, we all hate Carson. They hate us. Let's beat these, you know, it's family-friendly podcast, so I can't say the words I want to say about Carson, but <laughs> we all know what we want to say about Carson. Let's beat him. There it is. Thank you, brother. And Mr. DJ Fresco, final thoughts of the day, sir. Hey, LAFC Punk, I, I hope you get extremely caffeinated after this weekend's game. I hope you win that bet. Um, yeah, same here. You know, it, it, it's about the rivalry. You know, this is good for the sport. And to be honest, I'm happy to see that um, Chicharito has been having some, some good games because I want to beat you at your best. I want to beat you at your best. I don't want to beat you when you're, you know, when you got players out, when you got injuries and all that. No, I, I, I want to take you out when you are giving me your, your best 11. So that's number one. I'm happy that this rivalry is here. I'm happy that it's happening as, happening as early as it is happening. Um, and taking it back to um, within, like within our ranks, within the North End, hey, people who are not able to go to games and have season tickets, stop reselling at super high amounts. Can we just do that, please? Can we do Amen. that? <laughs> like, like can, can we just address that real, really quick? Like there's people out there, supporters who really want to go to the game, who do not get selected because there's limited capacity. And if you're going to go ahead and resell your tickets, don't do it at extremely high rates, especially in the North End, okay? That North End is sacred. We need our noise. We need our fans. We need people who are legit going to be there. And it's a lose-lose when you resell, because if you resell that high, you're either going to sell it to someone who's just there who doesn't understand the culture, or you're going to scam someone who does understand the culture. So you're screwing over your brothers either way, so um, or sisters, or whatever you identify as. So stop doing it. It's unfair. I got a friend of mine who actually said that she wanted to go to the game with her father who has cancer, and she can't find tickets because people are reselling that high. That's who you're taking tickets from. That's who you're, that's who you're taking an experience from. So stop doing it. We see it. It sucks. It's a messed up thing to do. Let's support each other. Let's go ahead and beat Carson on Saturday. Boom. Boom. You want to talk shoulder to shoulder? You want to talk community? Act like it. Exactly. Simple. Simple. And happy Mother's Day this weekend. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, have special happy go. birthday to Empire Mama. If you're part of the Empire Boys, we have an Empire Mama. It's her birthday today. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. You, she takes care of us. So, and happy Mother's Day. All right, Mama, we love you. All right, guys. So, uh, exiting the match in the 51st minute, we have LAFC Punk and DJ Fresco. Entering the match, Junior Zaniga and Christine Status Sugar Overload Quan. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, guys. Junior, this is your first time on the podcast. I'm going give, to give you a little bit of a lead in. How are you? How are things going? And welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. A little nervous, excited though, eager um, to experience another chapter 
in this marquee rivalry of MLS. Right. And and here's the funny thing with, with Junior and I. We've been standing together, supporting the same side for 13 years now. Nice. Yeah. We were the original conspirators for the first ever, you'd say, supporter group that kind of inspired things going this direction. So, yeah, that's pre-Black Army, everybody. Pre-Black Army. So there it is, man. My my old school brother, I'm happy to have you on here. I felt it was perfectly fitting 13 years in of hating these guys to get a chance to take a shot at him today when we're at the edge of glory and possibly getting our first victory in Carson. So I had to have you on, man. Thanks Welcome to the, to the show, brother. And Christine, how are you tonight? I had too much sugar tonight, you guys. Too much sugar. So I just got to, I have to detox. I still have wine though, but. Wait, wait, is that water? It is water. Oh yeah, my, I'd melt. I'd probably for the melt. Day, hydrate. That's good though. It's healthy. It's healthy. I know you had like crazy training sessions and stuff. So yeah, we know how hard you work with the football. So I get it. I totally get it. So guys, we are in the mix. I mean, this is, this is big time stuff that we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with Carson who's showed a bit of a resurgence and relevance, I would say on the field up until the last match, but come on, it's Seattle. So they're looking like a lot more threatening than they have, at least from last year, right? In the post-Zlatan era, finally looking a little competitive. So that's a little interesting. Uh, Christine, how has their season gone so far? Well, it's been going pretty well, even though they just lost 3-0 to the Sounders. Um, they opened their season with back-to-back -back wins, something they haven't done for over a decade. And... Um, Sort of bigger picture than that, um, there is a couple of really positive storylines in their favor. And I think it's the first time in a long time that Galaxy has had this kind of um, positive, uh, I, I would guess, persona for their, their club. Uh, a lot of that has to do with Chicharito, the interviews that he's been giving, um, and uh, also his performance changing quite a bit. Um, and also has to do with the new manager. Um, his reputation, his history with uh, the club and with LA itself. So um, they've got, the, it seems like they have a, they've a fresh face on really. Uh, so that's what we're going into with this next derby. Yeah. I mean, definitely having this, this change to Vanny has completely been a revamp from what we were expecting. Um, Toronto vibe is definitely coming into the house. I think uh, the, you know, the four, two, three, one is definitely in play. I don't see that changing. I know, I know GBS would change to four, one, four, one at times. Cause Dos Santos mm -hmm. was really good being that guy kind of in the middle, but it doesn't look like that's the plan here because I think they want a quicker counter on the outsides. At least that's what I've seen so far this season. I think Christine, you might agree, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Fanny as a coach, um, one huge thing is that there's been a big cultural shift and I think that's huge for the players themselves. Um, locker room atmosphere is different. Many players attest to that. Uh, the play is different. And Vanny is somebody who's just, he's just culturally different because he has a history with LA um, and he has history with specifically the MLS as a player and a very successful career as a coach. So um, I think he's somebody who's bringing this attitude of, we're gonna try new things and um, we're also going to communicate with the players and with the public. So I feel like the club, yeah, maybe as a PR sort of strategy, has been much more front-facing and much more interactive with the community 
that makes a big difference for how the players perform as well. Definitely, you could tell they've got a little bit of swagger with the changes in place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's substance to that, but definitely there's swagger. There's intent. So intent yeah. does mean something in this. Confidence does mean something. Abilities are there, but if you have the confidence, you can kind of get places and also attract other players and improve your side. So Yeah, they've had uh, 13 yeah. new signings since last year. So big, big overall. Big yep. And uh, Junior, you were – you were looking into that, what the changes were. So who do we see coming in? What's the big changes this year for them? Well, I think coming into this game, their biggest change is um, legit. Who is coming off a two-game suspension? Um, he, he He's definitely somebody that turns it up when he plays against us. I think he's very dynamic and will be a problem. Vasquez in the middle has been solid for them. Obviously, Dos Santos, Araujo, out back. But um, legit, I think, will will be a problem. A big problem for us. He always plays his best when he plays against LAFC. Yeah, he he can have average games, in and out of injury. But for some reason, he's magically healed when he plays against the black and gold. That's right. I mean, you want to you know when I thought he was legit when... There's a video. <laughs> Wait, is that a dad joke? I was waiting, I was waiting no, was for a, it. Oh, no. That was a dad joke. There's a video of someone. They're like yell, they're, they're in the tunnel at the bank, and it's before the playoff game. And even though we kicked their ass that game, um, I knew he was about it when they were yelling, LA, FC, like, just like for like a good like solid minute, but loud in that tunnel. And then – He's like, all LAFC players are just looking straight. All Galaxy players are looking straight, just ready to walk on the field. And he's just like, like bopping his head, like just <laughs> getting pumped up with that. And I'm like, oh shit, like that, that as me as a player, that when I hear the opposing fans, that pumps me up. So to see him do that, and I've seen other players too, you know, do that, like get pumped up by the opposing fans. So for him to just be in that tunnel and, and, and just take it, you know, like, and, and like soak it in, soak in that moment and just be like, okay, like, you know, this, this is, this is, yep. I'm gonna show you guys. And I mean, he did have a good game that game. Um, They lost five, three, but you know, he, he's, he's, he's about it. Yeah. He's never put up a bad game against us. Honestly. Can you think of one? I can't think of one. He's always the guy that stands out on the field for them. Right. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel with him. I'm not trying to compliment the guy, but I mean, there's a little, it. Yeah, he's earned it. And he kind of has a little bit of a supporter's heart. You could say uh, for his side, like there's, yeah. there's more to it. It's not, I'm just getting a contract. I'm not getting, you know, I'm getting paid. No, there's a little bit more investment from him. You can tell like, this is his side. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He's, he's invested here. So yeah. that's what we have to deal with when we play against him and having him back in the lineup is definitely going to be, dangerous any other new faces we should be uh concerned with or that you should take a look at main one yeah, i would say um yeah yeah i mean he's having a resurgence right 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 yeah. but they've still conceded seven goals yes they have and that's the other story so they bring in what bond is a goalkeeper right? right is that who they got back there so he's a good goalkeeper right but the back line and honestly, what I see is their defensive midfield setup. Not taking a shot at Dos Santos, but whoever's been slotted next to him has struggled. 
has mm-hmm. really struggled and that's led to this situation where they're getting hit on these counters and be real the first two matches were against inferior opponents mm-hmm. right Red we'd have a field day with those guys Absolutely. that's fine but they got a legit one for game three and we kind of saw the story <laughs> and, and who they probably really are was was what we saw there if they're going to be a playoff team that means you have to go toe-to-toe with seattle and they kind of wow. did but then didn't right they couldn't cover they couldn't take the outside attacks and they got this, mopped. they got mopped because of a new system in seattle <laughs> again brian schmetzer I don't know how he does this, but he does it. Uh, and he knows how to tear teams apart with the lineups and the best players that he can find in their roles. He finds their roles and builds around that. It's a unique change, right? Um, and the Galaxy didn't know what to do, and they made changes in the second half to address it, but too little too late. There wasn't no coming back in that match. Uh, Chicharito, I think, how many shots did he have on goal for that game, guys? I don't know. I, I think... There was one that he missed. It was like deflected. That's the only one I can really remember yeah, that stands out of my mind. One shot, not on. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was gonna also say, um, I think Victor Vasquez is probably somebody that you need to look out for in the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He's been connecting really well with um, Chicharito. Uh, Grancer is a new winger who is going to be uh, matched up with Rafan. That's going to be a matchup that we definitely want to look at. Um, he's no slouch. Grantzer is no slouch on the on the left side. He's a fast guy. Yes. And, um, yeah, of course, uh, always Dos Santos. Um, so I think for me, like Vasquez, um, Legette, Grantzer, Dos Santos, and in a way, Efrain. But Efrain is sort of like this interesting player who makes incredible first and and two touch through balls but at the same time that he does have weaknesses that we can exploit so if he is the starter um next game we want to uh, make sure that we sort of make put high pressure on him and uh, play physical um i think it's the same thing with chicharito it's like he's the kind of player where you want to make him work hard physically um to tire him out he's not somebody who's that um like strong, you know, uh, just like mm-hmm. uh, physically in that way. And uh, I think that we want to really think about like tactical fouls, you know, it's like how we can shut him down, but then also um, even before that shut down Vasquez and Efrain so that, uh, that, that connection is not even happening in the first place. That's what the Sounders did, you know, and that's why um, Chicharito only had one sort of half shot on goal. Right. No, I agree. If you're going to get a yellow, earn it. Earn it. Mm-hmm. Make it an orange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Atuesta isn't scared of that. Yeah. Sifuentes isn't scared of that. K is certainly yeah. not scared of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think our guys will be ready for the physicality. I'm just, when I look at who they have and the changes, we know who's going to be there, but really it is a revolving door for their other defensive mid, their other holding mid. Is it going to be Alvarez? Is it going to be Kleshin? Is it going to be the young kid that's played? Yeah. That's where they're unsettled. That's the one spot where I can't tell you who's going to be out there. Now, if yeah. I was Vanny, I know who I would put out there. But why who would you put out now? there? Honestly, I would play Kleshin for as long as he lasts mm-hmm. and then bring the kids in later. Yeah. That would be Experience. my advice. Even if, he, even if you can only get 45 minutes out of the man, get the 45 minutes out of the man and then worry mm-hmm. about the second yeah. half. That would be more my vibe. But yeah. I don't think that's where his head's at. I think he likes the young kids first and then Kleshin cleans it up later. 
Mm. Right. That's what he did last game. I think that's typical. I think that's going to be the typical move for him because he is an older player. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. you don't think you don't think uh, Sacha first and then bring in the fresh legs, the, the the young kid. I you know I don't know what Vanny's thinking on this one. I mean, he has he has hard choices to make. That's for certain in that role. All three can play the job. They haven't all three played well. Question showed the most promise. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Where are you, what are you going to go with it? It's up to Vanny. I think Vanny's looking at our speed in midfield and going, do I want to really want to put Kleshin and Dos Santos as the guy's handling that? Yeah. 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 Caesar's shaking his head, right? Because you're like, yeah, I don't think he's going to do it. Cause... Well, no, he's going to do it. He's going to he's gonna start with Kleshin and Jonah in there. You think so? I See, think uh, so. I just, because, just because of what happened in the second half against Seattle, it was a reaction. It wasn't being proactive. If he was proactive, he would have started with Kleshin against Seattle. And he would have probably gotten that early goal against Seattle and it would have been a whole different game. He would have probably defended, sit back, you know, but against you, you're talking about going into the second half, it was zero, zero things weren't working. Um, He was looking to go more offensively, but while also being a little defensive, like holding back and and they just got smacked straight up, you know, and, and that's the way soccer goes. You know, sometimes you you roll the dice and it goes your way. And sometimes it doesn't that night. It didn't, this this particular game, there's there's way too much to risk for him to to be like I'm going with the kids, and I think definitely what we saw in the second half against Seattle is kind of what we're gonna see against us, regardless of what happened to them against Seattle. I mean, there there'll be little movements here and there, but as far as the midfield, I think he's gonna go with experience. I mean, that would be the wise move, right? We said this, but we'll see what he does. The back line's a different story, and I do expect changes. Not because, not necessarily just because well, they got shellacked, uh, but because they have to find room for room for Legette. Mm-hmm. So that changes things. And Araujo, if you're not going to play him outside on the right, where that's Legette's like happy place, mm-hmm. uh, where does he go? Right back. Yeah, that's right. And there's no way they're not going to play Araujo, right? I mean, that wouldn't make sense. No, mm-hmm. he's got his spot out there. It's just a matter of fitting him in, which gives you the question: Is he going to start over Fisher? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think we can all nod, right? Yep. That, that's that's where it goes. Uh, the center backs, uh, I don't see much change there, right? I mean, who was in the middle last time, Junior? Williams. Um, but he's yep. questionable now. So um, I think I think it's an easy decision for them because of they've played uh, Depoy. So I think he'll he'll slip right in. What about so, their new signing? Is he here yet? I haven't. I don't um, think so. Okay. Yeah. Watch him pull his lock on with a flight in the middle of the night just to (laughs) make things interesting because that would be such a galaxy thing to do. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I mean, so you're saying, so if Williams is questionable and he doesn't play, Mm -hmm. Dupuis comes in and he's next to Steris, right? Right. Mm -hmm. There could be speed issues there, right? I think so. Okay, so that's, that's where they're kind of a little bit a little bit suspect, right, is the back line. Uh, and then the left side, I think, is kind of a given. Do we have any debate on who's going to be their left back for this match? No. I think it's the easiest decision he's probably going to make. Chivas USA's own Viafania, the Sueño. Yeah. Uh, South to Sacha. South to Viafania. So another, another one. And then Efren Alvarez <laughs> was an academy kid. Oh, boy, That's guys. Right. What have you become? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and their coach got her de- his debut yeah, as an assistant. Oh, yeah, with that team. But That's right. We had to say it because it's obviously true. Um, don't hate the things that you become. 
That's right. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so that's where it's at. And Julian Bond is definitely their their goalkeeper. There's no question they bought him. The money's there. And what are you going to do? Put in Klinsman? Nah, not happening. So I think it's pretty obvious. I think where we're at, the only debate we talked about was that defensive midfield setup. And that's a game time decision for Vanny. I know where we'd be at in this thing. Uh, right, guys? Pretty much consensus on that. Uh, it's a much better team than last year, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. And I think the coach has everything to do with it. I do too. Uh, he's yeah. fully invested. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he played for the colors. There's a different level of passion from him for this team. So right. it pays off. And uh, the Dos Santos quotes about Zlatan were pretty funny this week, right? Yeah. About the young players kind of, yeah, you heard it, right? Crapping mm-hmm. themselves pretty much because terrified of one leader and now they kind of have a love for another leader which is chicharito um you're gonna be like i can't believe you're saying this but i will say this i did enjoy the interview from chicharito today absolutely (laughs) um it was a good interview where he was talking up vela uh talking -hmm. about their friendship talking about the importance of rivalry and giving respect to this match Mm -hmm. and that is worthy you know mental health and mental health Mm mm-hmm and and I I'm just gonna say it, I'd rather face a rival that that showed mutual respect off the field. Yes, you can go to war on the field, but I have a lot more respect for a competitor. Joseph Martinez is like that with Vela too when they talk about each other. And to me, uh, that's just I think Joseph Martinez is a different topic. Joseph, he actually uh, he I think I he like said he wanted to play for LAFC or something like that, like something yeah, along the lines of that. Yeah. He did. So. He said it was the most exciting team that he could play for. I, I think that was how it, how it came out. But, again, there's a respect there, and I think Chicharito showed that respect for the rivalry in these comments. He didn't go off rails and talk smack about us. I'll give him that. Uh, and so kill us with kindness. No, you're a rival, and we can't wait to see you lose this weekend. Uh, but we'll respect the comments. That's fine. Um, perfect. So system wise, how do you think they're going to approach us in this game? Do you think they're going to low block us for this? Or are they going to try to come out and take us? Christine, go ahead. To you. <laughs> <laughs> you <ignored> it. <laughs> we heard a couple of like deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. um, I think, you know, we usually do have pace. Um, and so that's our greatest strength is like the fast counterattack, but it's going to depend a lot on who is uh, rostered. Um, so Vela is a big factor. The condition of Rossi, the condition of Baird, those are all big factors because um, the last few games, the biggest problem for me was our goal scoring or lack thereof. It wasn't so much the defense. It was really about the opportunities that we could not make without Vela and without Rossi. And if we're not able to come up with solutions, if we run out of ideas in terms of attacking, then we have a big problem because it doesn't matter how much we defend, we need to score goals, right? Um, so I think um, they're not, I think they'll play like a, not so much a low block, but sort of like a middle block. And I think that they're really going to rely on Vasquez to connect with Chicharito. I think they're going to rely on Grant Sur, Dos Santos. And um, for my money, I think that we really need to take advantage of um, the players that can kind of get frustrated in these situations. I'm talking about Julian, talking about the center backs. Um, And, you know, those players that can kind of lose their head 
and go from you know a uh, hundred to zero real quick if they have a bad play. So um, you know we just need to play our game, and we also, like Caesar said earlier, we need to not be afraid to uh, to take those chances. Like there's only so much passing we can do um, from one side of the field to the, the next. Like we need to actually go for it and go for the goal. Um, we're becoming too predictable in a way the last couple of games, which is why we have two draws um, instead of two wins, which we should have had, you know, uh, at mm-hmm. this point in time. And um, yeah, so I think that's how uh, the Galaxy are going to approach us. And um, they're, I, Chicharito, if he he's going to keep looking for those spaces, he's he's an expert poacher. He's really good at that. So we really need to make sure that our midfield is able to shut down their midfield. And respect the overlap because I guarantee you, I guarantee you Villafania is going to be coming in deep. Exactly. Yeah. Like I guarantee you're going to see some back post overlaps, especially yep. by him. And you know, Araujo has got the offensive prowess. Mm-hmm. Watch out on that one. Respect it. Don't, I don't, I don't want to see blessing in another picture of a highlight of a galaxy player, dude, get back there, <laughs> do the job seriously right. if you see a man overlap follow him in at least do mm-hmm. that um that also goes to palacios that also goes to farfan if he's the starter if blackman doesn't get the start this is a team that will kill you on crosses this is where that this is the only thing they got guys that's, that's all they have yeah they're not going to play you they're, they're not going to be strong up the middle like you might think they might be especially with who we have in the middle it's going to be trying to get around us and putting in crosses so if you're competent in that You'll have a result on the day. But if you give cheap ones away, forget it. It's done. It's done. I don't worry about us scoring in this game. I I feel confident we're scoring in this game because we score every game. <laughs> this is where we're at now. It's what we have built, especially Vela coming back, Rossi being a little more healthy. Baird is Baird. You give him an opening, he will put it away. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm worried about cheap mistakes out of the back. Guys not tracking back, not covering where they need to cover, and giving up st- Stupid stuff on dead balls. Yeah. Let me let me bring it back a little bit, Joe. You said uh, uh Vela's coming back. I don't know if he's coming back. So I here's the deal. When I hear coach speak and they say, ah, maybe, maybe not, that means yes. Okay. If he was out, it would have been he's out. I have an I yeah, I was gonna say I kind of have an input on that too. Just like if we look at who got loaned out to Las Vegas, obviously Moose was on there. <laughs> Um, so that means that uh, just by seeing moves on that list, that tells me that Bella is somewhat ready. Obviously, he's at training, right? So whether he's going to come off, you know, starting, I don't know. Whether he comes in the second half and minute 60, possibly, right? Um, and who, so just to kind of, like, cover the, the who's in, who's out on my portion is um, I'd say Farfan, as much as, like, you know, he had okay games and good games. I think Blackman is Blackman. I think he's going to get the nod over or Farfan on this match, and that'll be my my move there. Um, based off what we saw in the midfield, I think we'll see K Blessing and um, Atuesta Blessing. again, but my preference would obviously 100% would be Sifu over um, mm-hmm. Blessing and have you know Blessing come in minute 60, 65, because um, he is he's a good bench player. He yep. comes off and gives us some, like, you know, that energy that you guys are talking about, he brings us that. And I think it's perfect at that time. So those are, that, that would be my who's in, who's out for that portion. And yeah, if Ella's healthy, I think he's going to start. If he's not. Yeah. 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 There's no way he doesn't start. It would be limited minutes from the opening minute, not the end. 
That's yeah. not a fellow vibe. He wants to build into the game. He's the kind of player that eases into the pace of a match. And coming in as a sub, that's not that's not ever fun to do. So I think he warms up into this game and does what he does. Uh, Rossi is healthy. There's no question about that. Blackman was held back for a reason. That's done now. And mm-hmm. honestly, he's played well against these guys in the past. You get distribution from his end when he's in there, so it just makes perfect sense. Now, about the blessing conversation, for real, he's always been strong against these guys. There's a hate, especially after that billboard situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's another level from him when he plays against these guys. So I can survive it as long as he's willing to do the job. I don't want to see a repeat of that, that terrible game he had during the MLS is back after that tournament, the first loss at home against these guys, he got posterized in that game. He just wasn't there. We can't have a repeat of that. Right, Caesar's laughing because he's like, yeah, I remember and that one hurt. It still hurts. Yeah. All right. Get back there. Cover your people. Simple. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with the team. I Again, I would still prefer Sifu because I just think he holds it better. Uh, Palacios, I got to be honest, needs to step up. If he doesn't step up, Farfan could steal his job. I think that's a real conversation to have because that's Farfan's real position. He's ready. Right. I, I, in my camp right now, I was so angry after the last game and, and the few games I've seen in preseason from Palacios, maybe he might need a seat. Um, we'll see. It's not going to happen, but I, I do think you should create a competition there whenever you can. So yeah, there's that. Uh, you're gonna. Pre- I don't do predictions on matches, especially in rivalry matches. But uh, if we're going to win this game, who's the face that we're talking about at the end of this? Rossi, 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 the hero, Junior. Who's the Who's the guy we talk about? I think Rossi as well, but I hope it's Baird. Ooh, there it is, uh, Christine. Who's your face of the match? Uh, let's go with Baird and uh, Pablo. Yeah. Sis stepped up. He has been stepping up. Agreed. Uh, I was going to say Barrett as well. Like, there it is. We have the synergy. Uh, Why? If Vela and Rossi start, they're going to collapse on those two, which gives Barrett an extra few, uh, extra split second to do something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you'll see that that guy pop out. Blessing benefited from that in the past where they, they overload on somebody else and he gets this nice little opening. So that's where it is. I, I just don't, you know, I, I just, I like what Baird gives. I know there's times where everybody's like, well, he's kind of, you know, he's not moving as much off the ball in moments. Yeah, but when he does get him, he, he's taking He's a shooter. Yeah, he takes a, a chance. Uh, he's yeah. not, he doesn't, see, here's the, the deal. The difference between him and, say, the guy we have on loan right now. He doesn't think about what he does. He just does. Mm-hmm. It's not the prettiest. It's not the fastest. It's not the greatest touch. But it's effective because he doesn't hesitate. Yeah, he has that forward instinct. Killer mm-hmm. instinct. Yeah. And that's fine. You don't have to be the, the scalpel to get the job done if you're that's committed right. to the move. Right. So, yeah, that, that's my take. I think Baird could have another fantastic game. And, of course, we're going to talk about a Twesta because he's always a Twesta. That's right. So It's like he, no offseason for that guy. That guy is just, <laughs> he's on it. So it's on a like, scale of 1 to 10, confidence. Where are you at, Junior, on your confidence for this one? I'm confident. 10. 10. Ooh, oh, Christine, confidence level. I'm confident. I just don't think it's going to be, like, a super high-scoring game. No. No. Yeah. 
No, it's one or two goals. That's it. Right. Yeah. But Caesar? it's an interesting game. It's going to be a physical game is what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Caesar, where are you at on confidence? Like a five. Oof. Biggest concern for you, sir? Um, mentality. Um, yeah, just based off of interviews. I mean, they did release that one clip today of what they thought, <laughs> but it was like three or four players. Like, to be honest, it's like, I need to see that fire from all, you know, 30 deep. I don't need to see it from our oldest guys and this and that. I want to see the the hype from they like once that game finished against um, Houston, our focus should have been Carson, and I feel like it just it, if it's if it's there, it's there. I mean, but I feel mm-hmm. like they haven't made it public enough. I don't think they're they're with the fans on this one. I think the fans are way more hyped than the players. I th- I, I don't know if about hype or concern because Vela's not at 100%, so they're see, all I don't feeling... Think, see, the thing is, I don't think we need Vela to, to win this match, or a match against Carson. I don't think we need to either. I think they the, the tools that we have in place should be able to pull this off anyway. I agree with you, but I think psychologically I feel a little bit of dependence, a little too much of it. Um, even from our fan base. Sorry, guys, but I think the quiet that you're feeling is also that both fan bases are taking this one very, very cautiously because both sides have their reservations about the results. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. I do. I, I don't feel that way. I, I, you know, I've seen what they can do and know what we can do. And it's like, dude, Houston is a stronger side than, than Carson right now, as far as I'm concerned, I do think they're more threatening. Yeah, I'm there. I'm in that camp, but we're better. I mean, we just, we have the tools. If we function, if we execute, we win this game. It's, it's, and you have to go in with the right, the right mindset. So for me, you know, my confidence about an eight, the issue is giving away the cheap stuff. So yeah, I'm confident. I just, I do feel that on both, both sides of this aisle is everybody's just not sure what to take from their teams because it's been so choppy in the results. Yeah. yeah, and our defense is what gives me the most confidence. Our defense, I think, has been really. Our center backs are wicked. Uh, uh, Modillo, Saluda, yeah, yeah, Animals. I love those guys. Yeah, this is this is the strongest backline we've uh, should be the strongest backline we've ever had. Should mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're like the. Set, I mean, we've only received two goals against this whole season, which. Yeah. Was, which ranks us like fifth, like kind of weird, right? We're like the like it, I would expect us to be like top three defense with two goals against in three matches, but there's like one or two teams who haven't received a single goal, and then there's like two or three teams who are who've only received one. So, not bad. I mean, Carson has received seven for God's sake, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they they they're the second worst defense in the league. So. I get where you guys are coming from in that confidence level. Um, I would say mentality is is where I'm at in the confidence level. It's it's my biggest biggest concern, and you know, just seeing their their heads hang at the Houston match, and then not seeing much this week. Only reason, but I do expect to either win a one zero and our defense holding it down, just kind of how you guys have been saying, or like a three, four, you know, margin goal victory. Now, if you're comparing Austin and Carson, who would you place higher at this point level-wise? Austin. Absolutely. I think so, too. I think I'm more dialed in. So you tell me where we should fall into this conversation. That's right. 
right? Played, yeah, but we played it without the without a DP those games. So that's right. That game, not and just now, without Rosie, and now, and now it sounds back. right. It sounds like we're gonna have two. It does. Why do I think that? Why do I think we're gonna have two? Because what did he say before? I don't know if he's gonna be in the lineup. He said he was in training. If you're in with the team training, that means you're in. If you're not in, you're separated, right? I, I think that's where it is. Yeah, Austin did does look more organized. Carlos C is correct. Austin did look more organized, a lot more organized than the Galaxy do. They're still trying to figure out their full lineup. I think that's that's for sure. So uh, I feel good about it. I feel strong about it. It's just the, the silly mistakes, the giveaways. We decide whether we win or lose this thing. Yep. They don't beat us. We beat ourselves. Simple yep. as that. Yep. So at this moment, if you guys have any questions, comments, throw it our way. We can feature it as you've seen so far. Uh, Caesar, do you see any highlights that we want to feature and comment on from these comments today? Let's see. Here's okay. one. Kind of like, uh, kind of like what I've been saying, but I don't know what you guys think about this. You guys can kind of put your two cents on on this blessing. I'm gonna call it blessing magic time. <laughs> He's magic in the last 30 so, minutes when he comes on as a sub. Yeah, so Jorge is saying blessing would be more useful as a sub coming in the last 30 minutes, and essentially, kind of what I've been saying. Um, he'd be better coming off the bench either for C4 or K at that point. But I don't know better. what. What do you guys think, Christine and Junior? I mean, e- either way, it's 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 a good problem to have. You know, I I think neither one is a liability. It's just which would be best. I think it's, I think it's that which would be best. And shouts to Ox, dude! Shout out to Ox, man. <laughs> which I'm going to see on my crazy road trip when we have that three weeks between matches. Um, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be. Oh my gosh, in Wichita, um, and I'm also gonna visit Victor in Omaha and go check out an Omaha match. So that should be fun. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any other ones we saw that stood out to you, sir? Looking through as well. You're right, you're right, Hooligan Ox. He said Blessing was a super sub before, so we can utilize him as that. And I think as the super sub, he was that's where he got the whole Blessing uh, Starman uh, nickname. So there it is. Has Cisnega started at Trafico before? Good question off the top of my head. I mm. think he did. I think yeah. He Playoff match, though, the 5-3, was it him? I'm pretty sure it was him. No, the 5-3 was totally Miller. Oh, wow. We yeah, because he let the ball go through his hands, remember? Oh, that's oh, right. His legs. Yeah. right. MLS is back. Wasn't that Cisnega or was that Vermeer? Oof. Good question. I, I'm a little bit flummoxed on that one, to be honest with you. No. Ox with a good comment here. I um, mean, I think he's talking about Carson here. They will try to go for the kill. We know they will push to strike right away. I agree. They have to bloody our noses. That's, yeah, you got to. They have to sap the confidence and also get their own crowd into the match. Mark says this season has flipped. I'm more concerned about our attack than about our back line. Uh, I'm not. What do you guys think? Um, real quick, it was Pablo and the MLS is back. Turn. It was Pablo. Okay. Yeah. Nice. There we are. So he did get that moment. And then we kicked their butts in that one. So that's fine. Uh, Carlos okay. C says, the lack of sharpness from the front three so far is concerning. 
My comment is which front three? That's right. We haven't really front had three a front three. We've yet. had so far. Yeah. Yeah, we had. I we think. Had. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot depends on how Villa is going to be. Even if he does play, like mm -hmm. uh, we have no idea how he's going to be uh, able to play. If he's going to be able to do a full ninety, those are going to be quality ninety minutes. Um, we've definitely seen him come in off injury, play a great game. We've also seen him come off injury and not get the ball at all, not be effective at all. So really right. can, it depends on his condition. Um, but I would have to agree with that comment because conceded goals, scoring goals is equally important as not conceding goals. So um, in for our distinct personality as a club, we score goals. And if we stop doing that, we have a identity crisis, you know? Mm, right. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also think the the fact that we played so few preseason games is kind of showing right now in our up and down performances. Mm -hmm. The familiar they're not familiar with each other. It, it it's obvious at times, but also because the lineup's been all over the place. Yeah, so. that's right. There we go. Oh, I like Mark's confidence. Did you see that? He said, "Sisniga uh, clean sheet, LFG." I'll take that. I'll take a clean sheet. Nice. An interest. You know, the funny part is, I think in this turn in this series with these guys, usually the first team that scores struggles. So, yeah, weirdness. Uh, Jorge Ruvaclava. I think I said that right. Ruvaclava. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Vela was really injured. I think he just likes to be treated right. There was multiple things that I heard with Vela. One, there was an injury. Two, uh, COVID protocols came in. So not that he had it, but that there was like some, like a testing gap. And so that's yeah. what I heard. So I mean, I, right. I don't believe anything unless like I hear like actual, cause I don't want to, like, I don't believe rumors basically or gossip. Cause like we can all speculate, but we don't know them, you know? So yeah, we heard, we just, actually know. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. secrecy is important when you're running a team. So mm -hmm. don't give the full story. Yeah. Right? Why give your opponent that? Uh, Hooligan Ox, straight out of Wichita, says, We don't need Vela for the win. We have the guys that can put in the work. Come on, Rossi has shown that. Yeah, he has. Mm -hmm. He has. He's golden boot winner, man. Like, yeah, we know he can. Uh, Micho Riso says, Which player will make better runs and passes and keep Carson's midfield worried? Midfield worried, Sifu or Blessing? <sighs> Depends on the minute of the match. I'll say that. Um, honestly, Sifu with the ball is dangerous. Blessing without the ball is even more dangerous. Right? The runs. If he can get a good mm -hmm. run in, he's trouble. Elsa Noemi says, hi, guys. Blackman needs to start. I think we can all agree on that, right? Blackman needs mm -hmm. to get back in the lineup. Yeah, right. I agree 100% with you on that. Oh, look at this one. Love Sifu, but haven't been convinced the other games. And you're telling me Blessing has? Oh, my God. Okay, so, <laughs> Marvin, I, I think the reason you're not convinced is because the guy tried to play as a center, a withdrawn forward. Yeah, and the forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't his, his vibe. I thought he'd play yeah. there, but it's not his vibe. I think in his natural role. I'm, I like him on the right side in mid. That's just where I like him. Victor D. Lopez, straight out of Omaha, says, what do you guys think the black and gold representation will be at Carson? I think it's going to be a sleeper. I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be shocking. 
And I think the Victor, <laughs> yeah, the VB over there um, is going to get a little bit triggered as as we actually start singing, making noise, and in stereo throughout the stadium, and you'll start hearing the chants. Brennan M, everyone looking forward to B Rod coming back? No. <laughs> See that? Psych. No. Psych. Next question, right? No, uh, psych. Carlos C, will a front three of Vela, Rossi, Baird be sharp after not playing together? Um, preseason they did, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's that comment. Yeah, Mark. Clean sheet, clean sheet. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm all with that. Brandon. Vela, on, Vela. Stop it. Oh, Brennan, he's not coming to you. <laughs> He's manifesting. Brendan's manifesting. He's trying. Unless, unless he has American <laughs> citizenship, he's not coming to you. Sorry. Why leave? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Carlos C with the Victoria Beckham block. Yeah. Isn't there a bakery with like the same logo that they have? I kid you not. There, there's a bakery that has like the same logo that was created before them. So go look it up and have a good laugh. So that is our cool questions of the day. Thank you, everybody, for throwing that out there. Brennan, yes, you can dream, sir, about getting Vela, but we get him for at least three more seasons. Ha, 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 hopefully. <laughs> uh, that's that's that. So a good show by everybody in the sub-in, sub-out situation. We're obviously in injury time, which injury time does mean that it's time to talk about our final thoughts of the day. Since Caesar has been the road warrior today hanging out with, with me, he's like, I thought I was only getting 20 minutes today, coach. Sorry, man. I need you for the full 90. Uh, Caesar, I'm going to give you the first comment. Let's light this bad boy up, sir. I mean, I'm just ready for this weekend. Like, let's stop beating around the bush. Like, let's not wait like LAFC has done it all week. I've been ready since, like, the final whistle blew against Houston to just get, like, Carson. Like, I was, I've was, i been ready for this match. Um, and, yeah, like I, I told you earlier, Joseph, I'm, I'm going to be there. And I, I don't know if – how many fans will be there? But if if we have enough soldiers out there, I hope we can chant our asses off and give our boys that extra push, that extra oomph that we need. Um, I don't think we need it for that day, uh, to be said. But I think uh, I'll just say I'll leave it at this: is I'm I'm expecting a dub, nothing less. There it is, expectation of a win. It's a failure otherwise, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I yeah, I'll be back next week with some. Hard critiques for not just the team, but Bob and and the FO, because I think everyone has been lacking this whole week. Uh, it's been a little too quiet. I agree. Give some confidence, people. Let's make it happen. Thank you, sir, for the comments, Mister Junior. Your turn, sir. Final comments of the day. Um, I guess for everyone going out um, to the game, uh, banter, do what you will, but keep it safe, keep it cordial. Um, the, the sport is no fun when people are, are acting up and doing stuff they shouldn't. Um, this is the marquee matchup of probably the entire season, regular season. If, if it is, you know, we don't meet in postseason. Um, so everybody just act right and, uh, show some respect to, to the sport and to everybody in attendance. Right, you love this town. Don't 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 disrespect it. That's Simple. right. Simple. 
Well said, brother. I like that mindset. Keep it with football. Christine, the status sugar overload, Quan, our MVP, our leading scorer in the Golden Brute Race, as I hear down on the bottom from, uh, who said that? That was hilarious. You guys saw that, right? Uh, Christine, final thought of the day. Uh, I think right or wrong, like when it comes to this rivalry, uh, we're only as good as our last derby. And uh, no matter what we've done in the past, that's that's an accomplishment. Um, this is an important game, especially for Vela and Chicharito, um, who are possibly at clubs where they're going to finish their career. There's just so much hype, so much um, media coverage. And like Junior said, this is the marquee event. And so what I want to see, uh, even if it's not a dub, what I want to see is for us to play without fear, for us to play strategically, but with courage. And like, we really want to win this. Um, if we are feeling downtrodden or deflated because of our Houston performance, that's when character needs to come in and that's when leadership needs to come in. And I think, um, uh, honestly, like the team looks um, for their energy a lot to the 3252 as well. So I'm really glad that the, that support is going to continue to be there because the team definitely needs it. So I'm excited and I hope that it's going to be uh, the match that we've all, all been looking forward to. Hoping and praying for it. Thank you, Christine. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to get in. And I've been the nice guy all episode until I'm going to say now. And this is to the players. This is to the staff. This is to the team. You have a lot of things in this town. You have the town itself. What you don't have is the rivalry yet. The rivalry is settled on the field. And you don't own it yet. We're losing in that battle. So own it. Quite simple. Take this one. Even it up. And then take the lead in this series and move on. You have to win on the field. You don't dominate it till you do. We know that we've ended their season. They went into their tournament. We've hurt them before. They've hurt us two and one in our house. It's our turn to win in their house. It's our turn to take it. Because if you sweep these guys this year, talk about being irrelevant. That's how you do it. That's how you really win this rivalry is you take it on the field. That's why we're all in this place. That's why we're all talking. It's about the football at the end of the day. So own it. For the fan base, I love y'all. I love the fact that you're traveling and making it happen that you're making the viewing parties work under yellow status. Get out there, support your team, be safe about it, but show the town who you are, wear your colors for the rest of this week. There's only a few days left. Get your colors out there, show them off, make it happen. Show that this town really is black and gold. Cause we all know it really is. And on that note, guys, thank you. Love you all. Stay golden. for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.